an emergency Can you get someone over here now, please? Well, okay, what does he look like? He's O.J. Simpson. I think you know his record. First of all, he broke the back door down to get in. Okay. The body of 34-year-old Nicole Brown Simpson, ex-wife of O.J. Simpson, was found after midnight on the sidewalk outside her West Los Angeles home. These two young people didn't deserve to die, and they didn't deserve to die in that manner. Simpson told police he was in Chicago at the time of the killings. Los Angeles Police Department hastens to add there is a presumption of innocence, and that's very important. Police escorted him to the rear of the building, and a short time later, Simpson was seen in handcuffs. There is a rather amazing story developing in Los Angeles this hour, where California Highway Patrol is in pursuit of a white Ford Bronco, a car that was reported to be one that might contain O.J. Simpson and a friend earlier today. Police will not say whether Simpson is a suspect in the killer. All right, Mr. Simpson, would you please stand and face the jury? It doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. In the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, we the jury in the above entitled action find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty of the crime of murder. That you will not ask me another question about the case. I will never ask you again. We won't have to talk about it anymore. Just did you do it? <laughs> no, I didn't. This is O.J. Simpson in his words. In this podcast, we're looking at the words of O.J. Simpson during his police interview, which took place on the day after his ex-wife was brutally murdered. You don't need a recap of the facts. The fact you're listening to this podcast suggests that you know the story. But we don't need to know much about the case. In fact, the background, the evidence, theories, they're all going to be irrelevant here. We're only dealing with what OJ says in this, his first police interview. Nicole Brown Simpson, OJ's ex-wife, was found murdered along with her friend Ron Goldman on the 12th of June 1994. And the next day, two LAPD detectives took OJ to a police station and interviewed him for just 32 minutes. The date is... June the 13th, 1994, and the time is 13.35 hours, uh, and we're here with O.J. Simpson. Is that Orenthal James Simpson? Now, the O.J. case is famous for some of the crazy and controversial things that happened after this. You've got that Bronco chase, the controversial criminal trial where he was found not guilty, the civil trial that he lost, and O.J.'s book called If I Did It. But this podcast looks only at that first police interview. Using the actual voice recording of that interview, you'll be in the room with the detectives and OJ. This interview is his first chance to put his version of events on the record. He hasn't had much time to prepare or much time to think about what it is that he's going to say. When was the, when was the last time you saw Nicole? Now, this isn't one of those true crime podcasts that rehashes some Wikipedia articles and then ends with some half-baked assumptions and biased conclusions. I won't be spoon-feeding you theories based on really poor logic and lack of insight. Instead, together, we'll look forensically at what OJ says in this interview. Why? Because telling the truth is easy. However, telling a lie is hard. Think about it. You have to make up the lie. You have to construct it in your mind. You have to keep track of what it is that you've made up. And you need to make sure that all of that fits in with truth as other people know it, things that other people already know, your lie can't contradict them. Which is why, rather than outright lying, someone who's got something to hide will tend to engage in truthful deception. That is, we will tell as much truth as we can without saying what we don't want to. We'll divert from what we don't want to mention, or we'll omit things that we want to hide. The trouble is that doing all this is stressful, 
and that mix of truth and lies, they come from different parts of your brain. And while you're working out the words that you want to say, there's a chance that the truth will slip out. We're going to look in his words, that is inside the words that OJ uses in this interview and detect where the stress is, detect where he is diverting, detect where he is omitting and detect when that truth is leaking. And along the way, you'll learn skills that you can use in your life, whether that's helping you stand head and shoulders above others when it comes to looking at crime and criminals, to what your friends, your family and your co-workers are truly saying to you. So when OJ's asked if he's ever been arrested and he says, Uh, no, I was never really arrested. We're going to know that he's stressed and hiding something. And when we hear this... Paula is your girlfriend? girlfriend yeah. Paula who? Bobby Yeah. Did you spell it for B-A-R... B-A-R-B-I-B-R-I. We can take that answer and use it to point us to whenever OJ is being truthful and honest in this interview. That stress I'm talking about, guilty or innocent, OJ is being interviewed by the police about the murder of his ex-wife. Whatever the truth, he's going to be stressed. And I know most people think OJ is guilty, but we're going to do things differently here. We're starting with no assumptions. I'll warn you now that no matter what you think you know about the case, if I don't detect in his words that OJ is lying, I won't be twisting things to fit the popular narrative. I will always be honest with you. So this is a police interview and he comes in with a clean slate. Be honest with ourselves. This is something that doesn't happen enough in the true crime genre. We weren't there that night. Only OJ knows the truth about what he did. So let's be guided by his words, not our biases. If OJ has nothing to hide, he will be straightforward and honest. If he has something to hide, we're going to spot where he's hiding something. And if he's a lot to hide, the chances are he will tell a lie. Can we spot those? The stress that I've spoken about, it comes through when we talk in stutters and pauses. So we're going to look at when we hear OJ pause, think about what it is he wants to say and stutter when he talks. We're going to look at the causes of that stress. What was OJ asked that made him stressed? And then how does he answer when he's stressed? Does he answer the questions directly? Are his answers consistent? Does OJ answer more than he's asked? Is he telling us a story? And when is he being honest? We'll go through this police interview forensically, line by line. At points, I'm going to sound pedantic, probably because I will be. Look, one slip up is okay. We all misspeak. When I'm doing this podcast, if I misspeak, I have the luxury of editing it out and starting again. OJ in a live police interview doesn't have that luxury. But one slip up, two slip ups, I'm not going to bother about them. What I'm looking for is repeated behaviour and patterns of answering. And I'm going to ask myself, is it fair and is it reasonable? This type of analysis always works better when it's a collaboration. So I want you to get involved as well. The email address is oj at neveratruerword.com. If you have thoughts, observations, questions or suggestions, please get in touch. oj at neveratruerword.com. I look forward to hearing from you. So let's get ourselves inside that interview room in June 1994. The interview was conducted by Philip Van Atter and Thomas Lang, the Los Angeles Police Department's chief investigators of the murder of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. This is 1994. It was recorded on an old cassette tape, so sometimes it's not that clear. Don't worry, I'll repeat everything after we've heard it if it's not clear. The interview starts off with the basics that any police interview starts off with. This will be very useful to us because it's going to show how OJ tells the truth. Have a listen, see what you can spot. My partner, Detective Lang, we're in our interview room in Parker Center. The date is 
June the 13th, 1994, and the time is 13.35 hours. Uh, and we're here with O.J. Simpson. Is that Orenthal James Simpson? Orenthal James Simpson. And uh, what is your birthday, Mr. Simpson? July 9th, 1947. Okay. Prior to us talking to you, uh, as we agreed with your attorney, I'm going to give you your constitutional rights. And I would like you to listen carefully, and if you don't understand anything, tell me, okay? Yeah. Okay, Mr. Simpson, you have the right to remain silent. If you give up the right to remain silent, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to speak with an attorney and have an attorney present during questioning. Mm -hmm. If you so desire and cannot afford one, an attorney will be appointed for you without charge before questioning. Do you understand your rights? Yes, Are there any questions about that? Okay, you got to speak up audibly. Okay, so. no. Okay, do you wish to give up your right to remain silent and talk to us? Oh, uh, yes. That's the first minute of the interview. And we might listen to that and say it's very functional, but we can see within there how OJ behaves with questions that don't threaten him and the answers are fairly factual. So we have to assume he's being honest about his name, his date of birth and so on. And look at how he answers. He's first asked, is that Orenthal James Simpson? And he replies, Orenthal James Simpson. Three words. And what's your birth date, Mr. Simpson? He's asked. OJ replies, July 9th, 1947. Four words. He's then asked if he doesn't understand anything to tell him and OJ says, all right, really sharp and direct. No pauses, no having to think about what he has to say and only answering the question that he's asked. He's asked if he understands his rights and he says, yes, I do. Three words deals directly with the question that he's been asked and he answers straight away. The last question in that section, a little bit different. He's asked, do you wish to give up your right to remain silent and talk to us? And OJ says, ah, uh, yes. So he takes some time to answer it. And that time is filled with, ah, uh, and then he says, yes. And I guess that's potentially a stressful question. Um, you're making a big decision there to uh, give up your right to remain silent and talk to us. So is he just checking in that he really wants to do this or has he gone against his lawyer's advice? Uh, whatever it is, the ah, uh, yes, is different from the other answers that he's given there. It's not quite, it's not answered as sharply and it's not answered as quickly. But the first learn I have here is that when OJ Simpson is telling the truth, his answers come quickly and his answers are very short and only contain the answer to the question that he's been asked. And that is going to be so useful to us as we listen through the rest of this interview. Short answers, dealing directly with the question, answered quickly. That's OJ Simpson when he is being truthful. So what do you spot in the next question from Vanatar? Okay, and you give up your right to an attorney present while we talk? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's asked, okay, and you give up your right to have an attorney present while we talk. Again, this is something that is potentially sensitive. It's a big decision that OJ's made. And he says, mm-hmm, yes. What's the mm-hmm? Again, is it showing the stress around the question? Is he thinking, have I made the right decision here to have a conversation without my attorney present? Uh, is he double checking that this is what he wants to do? Because once he said yes to this, there's no going back. So, Mm -hmm. It's different from everything else. Again, I think like the ah, yes, to do you give up your right to remain silent? Mm -hmm. Yes. It shows that he's got some sensitivity to the question. And we can look out for that style of answering questions. It will suggest that OJ feels some sensitivity towards answering the question. Let's carry on with the interview. All right. What we're going to do is we want to uh, 
we're investigating, obviously, the death of your ex-wife and uh, another man. Someone told us that. Yeah, and uh, we're going to need to talk to you about that. Uh, are you are you divorced from her now? Yes. Dealing with the very end of that, first of all, Venator says, are you divorced from her now? And Simpson's reply is, yes. Again, it's a very straight answer, a very direct answer to the question. Also, these are things that are facts. Remember I spoke about lies and truth, and when you make up lies, you have to check that they fit with the truth, as other people know it, verifiable answers. Whether OJ is divorced or not is, is a matter of public record. If you're the suspect of a double murder, even if you aren't guilty, you're not going to want to be found lying. So this is going to become important later on. But OJ, when he's asked these questions, again, it's a very short answer. It's very direct to the question. Are you divorced from her now? Yes. Do you remember I mentioned that stress shows up when we talk in stutters and pauses? Listen once again to the detectives asking OJ the questions. This is obviously stressful for them as well. Just listen. All right, what we're going to do is we want to... Uh, we're investigating, obviously, the death of your ex-wife and uh, another man. Someone told us that. Yeah, and uh, we're going to need to talk to you about that. Uh, are, you, are you divorced from her now? Yes. Banato says, okay, all right, what we're going to do is we want to, uh, we're investigating, obviously, the death of your ex-wife and another man. Lang says, someone told us that. Banato says, yeah, and uh, we're going to need to talk to you about that. Um, are you are you divorced from her now? Lots of pauses, lots of uhs, lots of ums, uh, and false starts where the, he starts saying something and then says something else or repeats what it is that he's just said. So the detectives here are obviously feeling a bit of stress as well, whether it's just a very high-profile case or whether it's that OJ's fame has made them a little bit nervous about this interview. I don't know. But markers of stress, and we'll see this throughout the interview, both sides exhibit these telltale signs of being stressed when they talk. The interview continues with the detectives looking at the relationship between OJ and Nicole. How long have you been divorced? Officially, probably close to two years, but we've been apart for a little over two years. Manata asks OJ, how long have you been divorced? And OJ's answer is officially probably close to two years, but we've been apart for a little over two years. Officially is an interesting choice of words. Is there such a thing as an unofficial divorce? Yes, there is separation or there's a break in a relationship. These things happen. But OJ wants to say they've officially been divorced for two years. And look at how vague OJ is around the, the timings here. He introduces two vague words, probably one vague word, close another vague word, probably close to two years. He doesn't say two years or almost two years or just over two years. It's probably close to two years. A bit of vagueness in the timeline there. And then he says, but we've been apart for a little over two years. Again, a little over two years. A little bit of vagueness there. Again, in how OJ talks about a time frame. And not, he was asked... 
How long have you been divorced? And he answers officially, probably close to two years. But unlike lots of what we've heard from OJ so far, where he only answers the question that has been asked, he gives some information that he wasn't asked for. He says, but we've been apart for a little over two years. The detective only asked how long that OJ and Nicole had been divorced. OJ tells him that, but then goes on to say how long they've been apart for. Obviously, it's important for OJ to tell the detective this. He wasn't asked for this information. He's volunteering this information. Why is he volunteering that information? It's a question right now. We'll see more as the interview goes on. So we're not that far into the interview. We're a couple of minutes in and look what we've got already. We know how OJ talks, his pattern of answering questions when he's being honest. And I've got an indication of his relationship with Nicole, or at least his version of it, that he's quite sensitive around how long they've been divorced and how long they have been apart. Also, I've got that indicator of how OJ answers when the question causes him stress or apprehension. He starts with noises like ah and mm-hmm. So he says he's been divorced two years, apart for just over two years. Vanata continues. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was your what was your uh, relationship with her? What was the? Well, we tried to get back together, and it just didn't work. It wasn't working, and so we uh, we were going our separate ways. Vanata asks OJ, "What was your relationship with her? What was the?" And Vanata's words tail off, and OJ starts to talk. He says, "Well, we tried to get back together, and it just didn't work. It wasn't working, and so we uh, we were going our separate ways." The first thing I see there is that OJ's answer doesn't match the question. OJ's answer doesn't directly address the question. The detective asked him, what was the relationship? And OJ replies back with a story. How do I know it's a story? It begins with the word well, and then it has a construction of well, something, and something, so, something. It's a story. It's a snapshot, it's an explanation, it's a reason. It doesn't directly answer the question, what was your relationship with her? It was good. We didn't talk. Yeah, it was all right. It had ups and downs like many relationships. All would have been answers that directly addressed the question that he was asked. But OJ says, well, we tried getting back together and it just didn't work. It wasn't working. And so we, uh, we were going our separate ways. I think he's trying to show mature honesty here when he's telling this. We tried to get back together. Oh, aren't they good? They tried to get back together. They tried to work on the relationship, but it didn't work. Now, isn't he being honest here? Isn't he being honest and upfront and saying, we we didn't get on, it didn't work like that. Other things I do notice, though, are that OJ uses we to discuss the relationship all the way through. We tried to get back together. Uh, we uh, we were going our separate ways. So it suggests that they were joined up in, in these things, that they both tried to get back together again, and they both were going their separate ways. There was an element of unison in these decisions. So he's, he's putting ownership on trying to get back together again and um, going our separate ways on both himself and Nicole. He doesn't put any ownership on it just didn't work. He doesn't say it didn't work for us or it wasn't working for me. He just says it didn't work. It wasn't working. He shows no ownership there at all. And then finally, in that one answer, I've got a strange tense change. He says it just didn't work, suggesting that it's final. It didn't work. It's over. And then he moves it into a more present feeling. It wasn't working. And so we were going our separate ways, not they'd separated. 
Not they were apart forever, but we were going our separate ways, suggesting some ongoingness there. But we tried to get back together is in the past tense. It didn't work is in the past tense. And then the rest of it is in this more present tense. Lots of this answer doesn't hang well for me. He doesn't directly address the question and he feels to be telling a story. I've got a feeling now that OJ and Nicole's relationship wasn't all as he is painting it here in these answers. Venata might have picked up on that as well because of his next question. Recently you tried to get back together? Tried to get back together for about a year. You know, where we started dating each other and seeing each other. She came back and wanted us to get back together. And, uh... I spoke about pronouns and ownership before. And look at the pronouns here. OJ's asked, recently, you tried to get back together? Uh, the reply is, we tried to get back together for about a year, you know, where we, where we started dating each other and seeing each other. She came back and wanted us to get back together. And uh, we tried to get back together for a year. We started dating each other and seeing each other. But then it was Nicole who came back. She came back and wanted us to get back together. So... In OJ's words there, Nicole was the instigator in trying to revive this relationship. She came back, is telling, came back, shows that in OJ's mind, she left and came back. This might be the truth. That's just how OJ sees it. So it's something to note. When someone's recounting past events, you expect to hear them in chronological order from the first thing that happened through to the last thing that happened. This answer isn't like that. We tried to get back together for a year, you know. We started dating each other and seeing each other. And then he goes backwards in time. He jumps backwards in time to say why that happened. She came back and wanted us to get back together. Again, I'm not saying this suddenly makes OJ a murderer because he's telling this story in a slightly out-of-kilter time frame. What I am saying is this is another indication that when OJ is talking about his relationship with Nicole, he's trying to sell us a story. He's trying to paint us a picture of how that relationship was. And he continues doing that with the next answer. Within the last year you're talking about? She came back about a year and four months ago and OJ's maths is weird here. Now that doesn't make him a killer, but just have a look at what he says. She came back about a year and four months ago. Now, I find that quite extraordinary. Unless you're counting time, do you know what date it was a year and four months ago? Quite hard, isn't it? But anyway, she came back about a year and four months ago about us trying to get back together and uh, we gave it a shot. So this is a year and four months ago. Then he says, we gave it a shot the better part of a year. So let's say 11 months. So that takes us to five months ago. He says, and I think we both knew it wasn't working and probably three weeks ago or so, we said it just wasn't working and we went our separate ways. The time frame, once again from OJ, doesn't add up if you break it down to what he's saying. Other things I note there, again, the getting back together is Nicole's suggestion. She came back about a year and four months ago about us trying to get it back together. And then there's this jointness again. We gave it a shot. We gave it a shot the better part of a year. And I think we both knew it wasn't working. But this section is, is, is interesting. I think we both knew it wasn't working. So that suggests that there was something in both of their heads, unspoken, that this trying to rekindle the relationship wasn't working. 
I think we both knew it wasn't working. If he'd said, we both knew it wasn't working, I think from his words that they had had a conversation about it. But he doesn't. He says, I think we both knew it wasn't working. And then he goes on to say, and probably three weeks ago or so, we said it just wasn't working and we went our separate ways. So now there is, in OJ's words, they had the conversation. We said it just wasn't working. Now, both can be true, but it's a very interesting way of telling it, telling this staged story rather than just cutting to the chase and saying, we did try and date, just wasn't working, so we went our separate ways. Or we tried to date, but we eventually admitted to each other it wasn't working and we went our separate ways. OJ hasn't used those words. He's used the ones he's used for a reason. So I think OJ is telling stories about what his relationship with Nicole was like. Another note there. And the two children are yours? Yeah. And, uh, Do you have custody? Uh, yeah, we've got joint custody. She has, uh, through the courts? through the courts and everything. We have, everything is done. We have no problems with the kids. We do things together, you know, with the kids. Vanata asks OJ, the two children are yours? And OJ says, yes. Detective Lying says, she have custody? And the reply is, we have joint custody. Two straight answers, short on words and directly addressing the question and the answers come very quickly on the back of the question. This fits with when OJ is telling the truth. Short answers, directly answering the question and the answers come quickly. Interestingly that he talks in the present tense, we have joint custody. This is the day after Nicole was murdered. I don't think he's processed her death yet because OJ has custody on his own at this point. Detective Lang wants to talk about the custody, so he says, through the courts. And OJ says, we went through the courts and everything. Everything is done. We have no problems with the kids. We do things together, you know, with the kids. This is a very different response from when OJ is being truthful. So what's going on here? Lang says, through the courts. OJ says, we went through the courts and everything. Now, if he'd finished there, that would fit in with the pattern of one of OJ's truthful answers. But he goes on to say more. He says, everything is done. We have no problems with the kids. You weren't asked if you had any problems with the kids. So why do you feel the need to tell us that you had no problems with the kids? We do things together, you know, with the kids. OJ is given information that he hasn't been asked for here. Why does he feel the need to do that? Why is it important for OJ to answer the question and then say more? Well, it could be to say, look how well we got on. No problems with the kids. We do things together, you know, with the kids. There's no way I can't be a suspect in her murder. And we have no problems with the kids. Do they have problems with the kids? Is he trying to say, we don't have problems with the kids, so the detectives don't look there? Or do they have problems elsewhere? Because he says, we have no problems with the kids. He doesn't say we have no problems with any other things, only we have no problems with the kids. Interesting, though, that OJ feels the need once again to tell us how well they got on, how mature the relationship was, although they'd separated, how they dealt with each other in a reasonable manner. The detectives have more questions about how OJ and Nicole got on. How was your, how was your separation? Was that a... The first separation? Yeah, were there uh, problems with that? Uh, for me, it was. Because I loved her. I didn't want us to separate. Detective Vanatter asks OJ, how was your separation? Was that a... And Vanatter trails off. OJ says, the first separation? Vanatter replies, yeah. Was there problems with that? 
Simpson says, for me, it was big problems. I loved her. I didn't want us to separate. So we've gone from everything being fine to going back to the actual point of separation and OJ saying it was a big problem. OJ says, I loved her. That's past tense. Previously, I'd said that he was still talking about Nicole and him having custody in present tense. That suggests to me I loved her, that he loved her at the time of this separation, but he'd had fallen out of love with her. The love had stopped. I didn't want us to separate. Again, is this honesty or is this OJ picture painting and telling us a story that he'd like us to believe? It could be, I didn't want us to separate, so I couldn't have killed her. OJ's asked a question that could be answered with simple yes or no. Was there problems with that? And OJ doesn't say yes anywhere in that answer. So I think this answer is constructed. Also, remember what I've been talking about, verifiable truths, that it's a bad idea when you tell a lie to tell a lie that contradicts what other people know to be the truth. If the truth is going to be easily found, and it was well known that OJ and Nicole did have big problems around the separation, the detectives are going to ask him about that next. If you've got any thoughts on what you've heard so far, email oj at neverattruerword.com. Those emails will come through to my phone, which is right here. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to you making my phone buzz. And I want to hear what you think about the words OJ uses or any questions that you've got. In the last episode of this podcast series, we'll come to some conclusions on whether OJ is being honest about what he was doing the night that Nicole was murdered or if he is lying about what he was doing that night. And your thoughts would be much appreciated in that episode. So let's carry on with the interview. Uh-huh. But I, I understand uh, that she'd made a couple of crime reports, annoying crime reports or something. Uh, we had a big fight um, five, six years ago on New Year's. Mm -hmm. you know, she made a report. I didn't make a report. Um, uh, and uh, then we had an altercation about a year ago, maybe. Wasn't a physical article. You know, I kicked her door or something. We know how OJ is when he's being truthful. He answers the question straight away and in very few words. The opposite of what he does here. Benata says, I understand she made a couple of crime, annoying crime reports or something. And OJ says, ah, we had a big fight um about six years ago on New Year's, you know. She made a report. I didn't make a report. Um, uh, and uh, then we had an altercation about a year ago, maybe. It wasn't a physical argument. I kicked her door or something. So now we know why OJ couldn't deny when he was asked, was there big problems with the separation? He couldn't say, no, everything was fine because this is on the record and OJ knew this was on the record. So he couldn't deny the problems because the police knew that Nicole had made reports about him before. But look at how he downplays what's happened here on the second incident. He calls it an altercation. Not An altercation is a, a minor spat, a tiff. But then he does say, I kicked her door or something, which doesn't sound like just an altercation. That sounds like quite a serious, violent incident. Although he says it wasn't a physical argument. OJ, arguments are verbal. Fights are physical. So why are you telling us it wasn't physical there? He does say the, the, the first one was a big fight, but again, that is on the police record. That is a well-known fact, so he can't deny that. He can't downplay that one because it's on record what happened. But he does, again, try to picture paint. She made a report. I didn't make a report. I think what he wants to do there is say Nicole was the troublemaker there because it's we had a big fight. We had an altercation is what he says later. It's about we, it's the pair of them having a big fight. It wasn't him 
picking on her. No, no, no. It was the we there. But he says, she made a report. I didn't make a report. And I think he, what he's wanting to do is portray her as the troublemaker. But I was chilled. I didn't make a report. I was all chilled. Actually, when you think about it, what he's saying is she made a report because she was frightened, scared for her life or, you know, really, really traumatized by this incident. And OJ didn't make a report because he wasn't frightened. He wasn't scared for his life. He wasn't traumatized there. I think we're getting to the nub now of the Nicole and OJ relationship. He was picture painting that everything was fine when it's well known that everything wasn't fine. And when he realizes that's going to come up, he's downplaying what happened between them and turning the heat down on it and saying it was an altercation. I didn't make a report. I kicked her door or something. What you're doing there, OJ, is downplaying domestic violence, which is not a good look. I'm sure you also heard when OJ was asked that question, he gave one of those noises that indicates the question causes him stress. But I, I understand uh, that she made a couple of crime reports, annoying crime reports or something. Uh, we had a big fight. Uh, we had a big fight. You're going to hear another one of those noises and the answer to this question. And she made a police report on those two occasions? And I stayed, stayed right there until the police came and talked to him. Vanata says, and she made a police report on those two occasions. And OJ says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I stayed right there until the police came, talked to them. I think I can see there, OJ's clearly in image management mode there. He's trying to say, I'm a good guy. Although she called the police, I didn't run away. Interesting that that was a thought in his head that he could have run away. He says, I stayed right there until the police came and talked to them. He's doing, hey guys, I'm the police's side. I'm the nice guy. I will talk to you here. At the beginning of this podcast, I said we'd learn when OJ was telling the truth. And we've seen that with his sharp, direct, short answers. I've said we'll see when OJ is deflecting and we've seen that when he doesn't deal with some of the questions that he's asked or he downplays the severity of some of the things that he's done. Will we be able to tell when OJ is telling a lie? Well, there's one that seems to come in the answer to this question. Were you arrested at one time for something? No. I mean, five years ago we had a big fight. Big arrest for I know I ended up doing a community service. Detective Lying says to OJ, were you arrested at one time for something? And OJ says, no. I mean, five years ago, we had a big fight. Six years ago, I don't know. I know I ended up doing community service. OJ was arrested for that incident. He lies here with his first word. Were you arrested at one time for something? OJ says, no. But could we have caught that was a lie? Well, we can with what comes next because he said, no. I mean, five years ago, we had a big fight. Six years ago... So were you arrested at one time for something? No. And then he mentions the incident that he was arrested for. That's like saying to me, have you ever been arrested? And me going, no. I mean, I did rob that bank once and people caught me doing it and I got put in jail. And this is what OJ's done here. Were you arrested at one time for something? No. I mean, five years ago, we had a big fight. Six years ago, I don't know. I ended up doing community service. I mean, does a lot of work in that. No is the lie. And then I mean is, I'm actually going to clarify what I mean by that, no. And what I meant by that, no, is, yes, I was. I mean from OJ, no. I mean five years ago, I was. I mean, remember that. We know this is a lie. We know that no in reply to this is a lie. But he does then tell us it was a lie because he says, I mean, yeah, I was arrested five years ago when we had a big fight. The, the way OJ has worded this lie and then this clarification, no, I mean, five years ago we had a big fight, 
will become relevant as the interview goes on. OJ has been asked, were you arrested at one time for something? And OJ says, no. Obviously, the police have done some homework, so they push on this. Uh, no, I was never really arrested. Manata says, so you weren't arrested? And OJ says, uh, no. Again, noise at the start says stress is being caused by the question. The, the question was, so you weren't arrested? Uh, no, I was never really arrested. Again, there's a lie there. Uh, no. And then a qualification comes after it to tell us what the truth is. I was never really arrested. That's like saying to me, have you ever drunk Coke? And me saying, I've never really drunk it. That means I have drunk it, just don't drink it all the time. If you've never really done something, you have done it. And so when OJ says, uh, no, I was never really arrested, he's saying, uh, no, never really arrested. OJ, you were arrested. And so although we can say that the initial response, no, is a lie, he then goes on to qualify, and actually the truth rises up. I was never really arrested. I was arrested. At this point, I think the detectives know that OJ is, is lying to them, uh, certainly downplaying the consequences of his domestic violence. They never booked you? No. Lang says, they never booked you, or... And OJ just says the one word, no. It's a sharp answer. Normally, that would be an indication of truth from OJ. But how he has answered the other questions, I mean, I was arrested and never really arrested, means that we could spot in this that OJ is telling a lie. That's the end of the section of questions about the incidents that he had with Nicole. And I can see there OJ downplaying the domestic violence a lot. He's downplaying it in his language, calling it an altercation. And I kicked her door or something. And I stayed and I talked to the police. There was nothing serious here. I didn't make a report. He's downplaying those incidents a lot. The detectives then give him a much softer question. Can I ask, when's the last time you slept? I had a couple hours to sleep last night. I mean, I, I, you know, I slept a little on the plane, not much. And when I got to the hotel, I was asleep for a few hours when, uh, when um, the phone call came. Bernata says, can I ask you, when's the last time you slept? And OJ says, I got a couple of hours sleep last night. I mean, you know, I slept a little on the plane, not much. And when I got to the hotel, I was asleep a few hours when the, when the phone call came. Now, did you spot the I mean in there? I mean came earlier when it was, I'm going to tell a lie and then I'm going to qualify it a bit more and let the truth out. OJ says, I got a couple of hours sleep last night. I mean, you know, I slept a little on the plane, not much. And when I got back to the hotel, I was asleep a few hours when the, when the phone call came. It's a very expansive answer. There's lots of words here, which is OJ's storytelling mode when he's not answering the question directly. The question was, when's the last time you slept? Last night at the hotel, until the phone call came, would have been a very direct answer to that question. Instead, he tells a story. Got a couple of hours sleep last night, a little on the plane, then I got a few hours in the hotel. He gives much more information than he was asked to provide. Why is he doing that? I've got a couple of reasons why this could be. He's just had these quite hard questions about past domestic violence uh, incidents with Nicole that he was downplaying and they were causing him stress. Has he decided he's going to give this a long answer to put some of that stress away? When was the last time I slept? That's an easy one to, to talk about. So I can actually give my sleep schedule here and bring that stress down and hope that I can talk for long enough that no more hard questions come. 
Or is he trying to show how relaxed he was last night? I couldn't have murdered my ex-wife because look, look at the sleep I slept on the plane. I was sleeping soundly at night before the phone call came. We don't know, but we do know that there's a reason why OJ has answered this question with more than, than he had to. So the storytelling going on there. Lang picks up with a question about Nicole's home arrangements. Did Nicole have a uh, housemate that lived there? I believe so. You know her name and all? Uh, Avia, Alvia. Lang says, did Nicole have a housemaid that lived there? OJ says, I believe so, yes. Look, it's factual. It's straightforward. It's a four-word answer. OJ's truth. Lang, do you know her name at all? OJ says, Avia, Elvia, something like that. Again, a very short answer. Again, this is OJ being truthful. Benata says, we didn't see her there. Did she have the day off, perhaps? And OJ says, I don't know. I don't know what schedule she's on. Bear this one in mind. I don't know is one of the most honest answers there. People who are being honest have no trouble saying, I don't know, when they're asked a question to which they don't know the answer to. Not quite a money-back guarantee, but if you hear someone say to you, I don't know, you can... 99% guarantee this person is telling you the truth, but only those words, I don't know. If someone says to you, I have no idea, or someone says to you, I don't have a clue, be wary of those sort of answers. But honest people have no issue with saying, I don't know. And you can see there, OJ, chances are he wouldn't know Nicole's housemaid's schedule. And after some quite easy questions for OJ, the detectives have a harder one. When was the, when was the last time you saw Nicole? When was the last time you saw Nicole? OJ's answer is in the next episode of OJ in his words. So what have we learned in this episode? Well, I think we've learned what OJ sounds like when he's being truthful. He answers very quickly, directly, in few words. That's not the case when OJ's asked about his relationship with Nicole. He is slightly evasive and he paints pictures there. Why does he want to do that? Um, he's downplaying the domestic violence incidents as well. Why is that? Does he want the police to look the other way? Or is he just genuinely scared that because of his past track record, the police are going to suspect him of the murder of Nicole? What do you think and what have you noticed? Let me tell you, the more people you involve in this, the richer the conversations you can have. So don't feel like you have to think about this all alone. Share this podcast and discuss your thoughts with your friends and others in the community. You'll find the conversations that you have with them after looking at something like this are fascinating. You can discuss it with me too. Email oj at neveratruerword.com. That's the email address, oj at neveratruerword.com. And I'll include the most thought-provoking observations and questions in the final episode of this podcast. If you go to connect.neveratruerword.com, you can also share your thinkings with me on social media. And that email address and the social media addresses are all in the show notes for this podcast. There's some bonus OJ content on the Never A Truer Word Facebook group, which you can find also on connect.neveratruerword.com. And finally, do you have pedantic friends, the type of person who is always picking up on what people say? Share this podcast with them. They will love you for the validation that you gave them. So next time the detectives asked OJ what he was doing on the night that Nicole was murdered. When did he last see her? What was he doing around the time of the murders? How will OJ answer? What words will he use? OJ Simpson in his words. Just did you do it? <laughs> no, I didn't. didn't.